Hello and welcome to the Gagan Press, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. My name is Andrew Headspeth and over the next 20 minutes or so we're talking all things Liverpool. You know the score by now. With me, as always, is my toppest of top reds. It is Mr Alex Purdy, of course. How are you, Purds? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm excited for this one, as uh, you'll see for the reason coming up. Well, OK. Well, that, we have a first here on the Gagan Press and we're about to introduce our third member to the squad, uh, Liverpool are in desperate needs of reinforcements. We've got ourselves another player making her uh, first appearance on the pod. It is uh, the one and only Miss Emma Sanders. How are you? I'm good, thanks. What an introduction from Purdy. Wow. <laughs> got to live up to the expectation now, oh, haven't I? <laughs> uh, most importantly, first of all, can you play centre-back? No, <laughs> is the short answer. No, I, I was more of a, a holding midfielder. So yeah. I could slot in there. I could do a Fabinho job. I mean, that might have to do at the moment, to be honest with you. So, um, (laughs) yeah, well, welcome aboard. Uh, Thanks for joining us. You might know Emma from from her work on on the BBC, and we're very delighted to have her with us uh, today. Uh, I didn't tell you this before, but I've got a couple of quick fire questions. I just want like one word answers just for people to to get to know you. Uh, Of course, you are a big Liverpool fan as well. Uh, First one, favourite all-time Liverpool player? Stevie G. Stevie G. Uh, Favourite all-time kit? Uh, I really liked the 2018 Champions League one. That was good. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, best moment as a fan? Oh, uh, good question. Oh, I think it's got to be the Barcelona semi-final, isn't it? I'm, I'm being very, very modern here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, signing you were most disappointed by? Uh, Paul Konchesky. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. Uh, a lot of nods in agreement on that one. And a player you will defend to the death on Twitter or in an argument. Oh, um, John Arisa. Nice. But, but, oh. For no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Just lovely to hear him mentioned. That's great stuff. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, thanks for joining us today and welcome aboard, Emma. Delighted to have you as our, our star signing. Um, well, it is going to be a difficult week for Liverpool, obviously, because of the, the madness of the international break. It looks like we have about three fit players going into the Leicester game at the weekend, uh, particularly at the back now. There's news that Robbo uh, is, might be out for this game. We've seen some talk that he, he might still be fit, but we'll have to wait on that. Hendo as well is another doubt. Um, it, it looks like we might end up playing at least one of Reese Williams or, or Nat Phillips in defence. So my opening question to you guys is in this injury crisis that we're experiencing at the moment is if you could bring back any former Liverpool defender to help out with this current crisis, who are you having? I'll start with you, Perds. Uh, if you could bring back anyone just for this just for this short period well, of time. Well, is this current state or in their prime? Well, this is the caveat. that They've got to be in the state that they're in now. Right. Well, this makes it... Mascherano just retired yesterday, didn't he? He did, yes. I mean, he might be quite a good one. Now I'll go Ragnar Klavan. <laughs> I'd like to see him not, back. He, not he was never terrible. He was never terrible, from what I remember. He, he was like a solid six and a half out of ten every time, wasn't he? Yeah. So, big Klavan, please. Uh, M, who, who would you bring back? I mean, even though you're taking them in their current state, I'd still have Sammy Huffier because just his pedigree alone, like if you were running towards him, you'd just, you'd like, you'd, you'd get so scared and just run back the other way. So um, <laughs> on that basis, he's, he's, he's in the team. 
He was such a classy operator as well. I'm not even sure. He, was he managing for a while as well? I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think he did a very good job, did he? <laughs> no. But he was ne like, as a player, he was never somebody that relied on pace. So he might actually yeah. be quite a good option. Like, Kara is the other one that I was thinking of because, like, he, again, never particularly fast. And if anything now, when you see him on Sky Sports, he actually looks like he's in better shape now than he was when he was a player. <laughs> he looks like he's been hitting the gym. He has. And... He's so slow still. He's in the race he does with, with Neville. Yeah, but he beats it's Neville, just, though, doesn't he? It's tra yeah, I know, but, like, what's that saying? Uh, <laughs> it's not tragic. So, yeah, not, not for me. Uh, the other one. Yeah, you mentioned him, Javier Mascherano retired yesterday as well. Uh, we should probably give a little shout out to, to him, what a servant he was for Liverpool. And yeah, could probably still do a job slotting in at the back. Um, my lasting memory of him, though, is, is that uh, game against uh, the Netherlands in the 2014 World Cup semi-final, where he like he reached for, does anyone know what I'm going for here? When he reached for the no. tackle with Iron Robin. And uh, afterwards, he revealed that he, he tore his anus trying to make that tackle. So oh, yeah. <laughs> You didn't know that. I thought, oh my god, uh, that's incredible. Retirement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> putting his body on the line. That's what. That's what we need. Wow. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, back to Liverpool for this weekend. Uh, Robbo, Virgil, Gomez, Trent, Fabinho, Henderson, Salah. All doubts for this game. Well, some of them are definitely out. Um, what are we actually gonna do? <laughs> gonna do? <laughs> Emma, Emma, I'll throw that open question to you. Uh, well, I've seen rumours that Fabinho might be okay. So if if he's fit, then I mean you just throw him straight back into the starting lineup, don't you? At centre back alongside Joel Matip. But mm. um, if he's not, then um, for me, I prefer Nat Phillips alongside Matip. Um, I think we'll see N Nico Williams at right back, um, and I think it's the return of James Milner potentially at left back. Um, mm. So is Semikas fit? Do we know? Uh, oh, that's a good question, actually. I think he's been back in training. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I also think Klopp just trusts Milner anywhere. Yeah, So if that's Milner's true. fit, he'll yeah. chuck him anywhere. If we had a team get... of 11 Milners, probably still win the league. Get him at centre-back. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Perds, yeah, how know. big... Yeah. Uh, Perds, how big a blow is uh, is is the Gomez news? I don't think we, we managed to touch on that last time just cause when it happened. But is, like, did that shatter your world? It's just another one of those, like, I just can't really be asked for this season now. Again. <laughs> I had that with the Van Dyke injury. Well, yeah, the Van Dyke injury was like, oh, well, we're, we're screwed here. So give up. And then we start winning all our games. I'm like, yes, I love it again. And then Gomez gets injured, and I'm back down to, you know, with square one. It's just horrible. And it looks like out for the whole season. So we're going to really, really struggle. Like, I think, well, you just said it, Em, that, like, with with Fabinho and Matip, that as a two, it doesn't seem that bad to me. I don't know whether I'm being overly optimistic, but do you think that we need to strengthen in January? Because I've seen conflicting reports saying that they are looking at players and then I think it was in the Athletic today that they said that they're pretty happy with what they've got. If you're in Michael Edwards' shoes or in Jurgen Klopp's shoes, are you thinking we, we need somebody in January to come and play in a, you know, in to do a job as centre-back? Yeah, I do, because I, I think the problem is, look, our, our replacements, I think, are fine in terms of, you know, coming in and, and playing that role. But the problem that we've got is that Fabinho is essentially taken away from a, a midfield option as well. And then Matip basically gets injured every day. So he'll, he'll probably 
you know, lose a toenail or something tomorrow. So <laughs> it's you can't really rely on, on him being fit for the rest of the season. And that's the problem is that our backup options aren't, aren't particularly very reliable. So I do think we need to strengthen um, in January and bring someone else in. But the problem is, is that you're looking at trying to bring in someone who could potentially then be a fifth choice centre-back when everyone yeah. returns. And I think that's that's the problem is that who, who really is going to sign up for that unless they're probably not good enough. So you might be better off sticking in James Milner or getting Jordan Henderson to drop back in centre-back for, for the odd game um, if, if they need to rotate in cup competitions or, or in Europe. So um, it's, it's a difficult one. But look, Michael Edwards is an absolute god. So if anyone's going to bring someone in that can do a job, it'll be him. Yeah, well, uh, sorry, this is the thing. Fabinho and Matip on paper, probably still one of the best partnerships in the league. Yeah, but yeah as definitely. Emma, as Emma, you just said, like, they're not going to be fit for the whole season. So we do need to look at a backup, but we can't splash big because they probably won't start in when our first two are back. So really sticky situation. It probably is another corker for six months. Stick him <laughs> up front a couple of games, see what happens. Well, speaking of corker, did you see this on uh, on Twitter where I don't know who was it who like who sort of summoned him and said, oh, we need corker back now. <laughs> and he, he actually replied to the tweet saying only if I can only if I can play up front again, which I thought was really, <laughs> really nice little reference. Uh, but yeah, with uh, as you're saying, with Matip not being the most reliable stand in, uh, what game was it where he came back? It was the Everton game, wasn't it, where he came on uh, for for Van Dyke, yeah, was, yeah. I think. Yeah, and then there was talk that after that game he went, he was pictured going to the hospital as well. And I don't think God. there was, I, I don't think there was anything wrong with him. I think it's just such a force of habit that he just thought I have to yeah. go and get a scan now after every game, <laughs> just to make sure. Um, is this just a case of of really bad luck? Do you think we have so many injuries already so far, or is this symptomatic of the of the scheduling that we're seeing, of the lack of preseason, and of course of of the pandemic? as well. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Emma? Yeah, I actually think it's a bit of both. I think with the scheduling, you're going to get injuries across all of the teams in the Premier League. We've seen that already. Our opponents, Leicester, on the weekend, you know, they've had their fair share of injuries. So um, I think that's kind of across the board. But then the sheer number of injuries that Liverpool have had all at once and adding on top of that, you know, the COVID positive tests that Navi Cater's yeah. had, Mo Salah, um, and the list goes on, I think. It is also just really, really bad luck. And uh, I mean, I tweeted it a few times this week. I've been very concerned about Jürgen Klopp. And I just hope that he's got enough Erdinger beer with him because what a week. <laughs> that poor man. I know. Oh, God. He doesn't like international breaks at the best of times. So, um, <laughs> Perds, I mean, you've been pretty optimistic about Liverpool's chances anyway. I think it was like the first pod we did this season. You said the league was already done after our, after our mm -hmm. win over Leeds. Uh, still, still feeling pretty positive, are you? Um, without Gomez and, and Virgil at the back, like how seriously? How would that achievement rank if we managed to get uh, a league win out of this team without you know so many key players available for for large chunks of the season? I mean, without the best centre back in the world, and then your your other first choice centre back plus all the other injuries, because we're still going to get him. This is not it. Like this is the start. Unfortunately, it would be the greatest title win. In Premier League history, God, potentially such a big shout, <laughs> and I think we'll do it. And I think we'll do it. Cool. All right. Cool. I mean, personally, I think I would quite like to see them go for somebody in January. And I know, like as Emma said, it's difficult to get that player that is that can be a sort of Stephen Corker emergency option. But 
I think maybe it might also be the time to look for somebody like they were talking about um, Diot Upamecano at Leipzig, who I think his, his release clause kicks in next year as well, does it? I think I've heard that. And if you could get someone as well that would come in and push Gomez for a first team spot as well, I think that might be sort of beneficial for everyone. Because as good as Matip is, I don't think he's got, you know, more than a couple more seasons left in him as a Liverpool player. Uh, likes of Williams and Phillips, if they're going to stick around, they'll need a little bit of time to develop. So having that that uh, second or third choice who can really sort of push Gomez, I think, you know, might be beneficial, don't you think? But if we, I mean, if we it... sign if we sign big for Upamecano, you mm. know, Gomez suddenly becomes third choice and that's such a shame because he's one of the best young talents out there and he'll just, his game time will get less and less and he's injury prone as it is. So when he plays, it's sort of a, a bonus, but to I have mean, yeah, third choice, it's like, I don't, uh, it seems maybe just right off this season. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> still want to win it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you've it's just, you've, you realise you've just gone from we're winning the league to I it's right just, off this season yeah, in the space of about a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand, uh, I, I don't know, but I think like where there's 50, 55, even 60 games a season now, like they like between the three or four of them, they'll all get enough games as it is. I don't think you necessarily can talk about having, okay, maybe the front three aside, you can talk about having, you know, first choice players that play every single game anymore. I don't know. What do you think, mm, Emma? Well, it's just centre-back seems like somewhere you need a solid partnership. You don't want to be chopping and changing too much. Man City, a perfect example of that. Um, so if we did sign big, I'd assume Virgil and Uwe Makano, for example, would play most of the games. Which, as I say, is a shame for Gomez. Yeah, I, th I think it's interesting because I think Liverpool do need to look at Matip long term, like you say, in terms of his his, his injury records. So, is he twenty nine as well now? Yeah, he's, he's knocking on a bit, isn't he? So yeah. he's, he's older than me, so I can say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually younger but, than me, which is depressing. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, Andy. Yeah, I'm taller. I. I'm I'm always a fan of bringing in some more competition, so I, I don't I don't see that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, but I think if you do do that, then you, then you need to ship. You probably need to ship Matip. So I'm not quite sure whether we're at that stage yet. I think I think you still got another two seasons at, at Liverpool at least. So um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I wouldn't be massively against it, but they they would have to be a really top centre back for me to sort of get on board with with spending big. Ideally as well, I think you'd want somebody that just never gets picked for their country as well. That would be the ideal <laughs> scenario. So if they can find that kind of player. I don't know, there's quite a lot of French centre-backs, so maybe Upamecano might not get that many games. So might be a good one to look at, you know. Um, just finally on the international break then, how happy are we for, for Andy Robertson? I don't know if you guys watched the, the Scotland game uh, yeah. during the week, but I mean... Just, just for him alone, that was that was such a that was such a good moment. He's had like in the last uh, three years, he's gone from playing, getting relegated with Hull, to winning the Champions League with Liverpool, Premier League with Liverpool, and now getting Scotland to their first uh, international tournament in 22 years. I mean, what an achievement that is! Yeah, what a guy. I was actually working on that game and the Northern Ireland game um, that night with work. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know whether you guys watched his interview afterwards, but. Oh, he he was like you could see how happy he was. I mean, he was almost crying, and it's big moment for Scotland, big moment for Robbo, and that you know when he's when he's happy and just can't wait to just play football, and he's you know playing in, in winning teams and having moments like that. That can only be a good that can only be a good thing for Liverpool. So buzzing for him. Go on, Robbo. <laughs> he's also been one of our better players this season already, so that's going to do him 
I mean, he's injured now, but when he, when he finds a <laughs> place, that's going to do him even yeah. better. So. We are happy for him, but then also absolutely disgusted that he yeah. got, uh, got an injury as well. Uh, better news on the international break was that uh, Bobby Firmino and Minamino both scored, which is, you know, promising, promising signs for them. Are we anticipating that they are going to get, like, you know, well, Firmino obviously is, is playing regularly, but, you know, his, his form has dipped a little bit. Are we expecting them to sort of both to to kick on after this international break? What are your thoughts on on both of them, Perds? Well, they're going to have to because we're going to get more injuries. So they're um, they'll <laughs> yeah. come in. Look, I, I said last week Minamino needs to sort of step up, and I guess that was fairly harsh because he's hardly played. But Shakiri's done it. Jota's definitely done it. So out of the fringe players, Minamino needs to sort of show his worth now and I think he will I think he will it was such a good signing for 7 mil so full confidence in him yeah, yeah. Um, good, good point there I, I mean we... yeah go ahead go ahead I was going to say with, with with Minamino I think it is it is interesting because the position that he plays there is so much competition but every time he's played you can see the quality that he's got on the ball and you can see why we signed him and you can see why he fits into what Jurgen Klopp wants to bring to Liverpool so I think I think he's going to be a fantastic player for Liverpool but I think a bit like Navigator he just needs a bit of time to adapt to the pace of the game and the sort of the physicality of, of the Premier League obviously he's got that that experience in the Champions League and he's you know he's shown that kind of nous when it when he's when he's come on um but I I think I think he'll be great for Liverpool so I've got I've got no doubts about Minamino at all and obviously Bobby scoring is is always a good thing because um yeah, I mean, he, he he just needs to get a run of games where he gets some goals under his belts, and then and then he'll he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, with with Minamino as well, I just love that signing so much because I like I grew up. Uh, one of the players I really loved growing up was like uh, Nakata, who played in in Italy. I've always had this thing about having like a cool Japanese playmaker, and now when we finally got one for Liverpool as well, I'm just I'm desperate <laughs> for it to for it to work out. Were you were you jealous when United got Kagawa then? I really genuinely was. Well, yeah. Oh, God. And, uh, That's a huge flop, though. Yeah, and Arsenal had Inamoto as well, which didn't really work out either. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Nakamura at Celtic. It's just a thing about Japan producing these really cool sort of playmaker-style players. So I'm really rooting for Minamino to, to kick on. I remember at the end of uh, last season when they did the trophy presentation, and he was still obviously new. He's played, like, what, five games? And he just looked really like sort of, like almost sheepish to like pick up his medal and obviously he didn't really know anyone so he's not really like joining in with all like the celebrations with all the like the, like the core group and I just wanted to be like come on get him get him <laughs> oh bless him so yeah I'm, I'm hoping that he does he does kick on and, and, and really settle alright well uh, we will be back after the break to preview the upcoming Leicester game this weekend Uh, so you touched on it before, Emma, but with all these injuries, uh, who have you got to, to start at the weekend? What would be your like ideal starting eleven under circumstances to, to take on Leicester this weekend? Okay, so I'm assuming that a lot of these players are fit. Um, so I'm going to go... <laughs> That's a big assumption to make. <laughs> I know, massive assumption. Um, so you could probably knock off four of my starting eleven. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's got to be Alisson in goal, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. I think I'd have Nico Williams at right back. I'm hoping that Fabinho is fit. So I'm going to have John Matip and Fabinho at centre-back. Um, James Milner at left-back. Wijnaldum. I think Thiago's going to be fit enough to play. Um, and I'd probably drop 
or Navi Keita in there. It's a tie between him and Curtis Jones. I'd be happy to see either mm. one of them. Um, and then for the front three, I mean, that picks itself, doesn't it? It's Jota, Firmino and Mane because obviously Salah's going to be unavailable. So um, for me, it's it's mainly the, the centre-backs and who plays with Wijnaldum in, in that midfield. But yeah, I'd, I'd have... I definitely have um, Thiago straight in there if if he's mm. fit. I, I just I want to watch him play football. I'm just every time I, I watch him, I'm just like oh, I could just watch him over and over again. So get him in that team, please. I need to watch him play. Bird, <laughs> uh, you happy with that? Like I heard well, that there's still a chance that Henderson might be fit. For me, I think that's mm. the one. If he is, he has to he has to play. But um, yeah. yeah, have you got any changes that you would make? I was to, gonna I was to gonna try and make some changes to you know have a discussion. Um, but we can't because those are the only fit 11 we have. So, yeah, obviously if Henderson's fit, he comes in for Cater probably because, as you said, Thiago has to play whenever he's even 50% fit playing because it's just beautiful to watch. So, yeah, that 11 is just picks itself now, which is quite disappointing. I don't yeah, know it's what just, just to like. really, isn't it? It's whether or not he's, he's yeah. fit for left yeah, back. Yeah, but even then, Klopp will just go Milner anyway. Yeah. But they, I would say, like for this game, because of the the strength that Leicester have in attack, that you might see Milner continue at right back and then Simikas be the the left back, just because it, it might be a big ask for Nico Williams. But mm. again, I don't know. We'll have to see on that. Are we saying then that Jota is the, is going to be the central player of that attacking three, or do you think that it might be Mane through the middle, or or no, Firmino is Firmino's going to be there, isn't he? Yeah, 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 I think yeah. I think you got a Bobby through the middle, haven't you? And then but, I'd yeah, probably have Jota is, on the right. You have Jota. Mm, I prefer Jota off the left. Mane played on the right when he first joined us and yeah. has slotted in there before. Mm. I mean, it's not going to make a major difference, is it? We'll probably swap during the game. So, yeah, but I'd start <laughs> Jota on the left probably. It's just nice to have options, isn't it? Isn't <laughs> um, Leicester is like weirdly now, uh, you know. A, are we calling them title rivals for this game, Emma? I mean, no, no I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call them title rivals. I, I think they're a dangerous team. I've got a lot of respect for Leicester. Um, I think. Mm-hmm. I think they are a really good team, and I think they're always going to be sort of there or thereabouts, troubling the teams at the top. But I mean, I'd be very surprised if they're still sort of anywhere near the top three come the end of the season. And again, that's no disrespect to their to their team, but I think. Champions League qualification is, is more their aim rather than the uh, league titles. Uh, I, I sense that you agree with that, Perth. Yeah. I mean, what I would say is, even if we lost this game, you're looking at City losing at home to them as well, 5-2. So that's the only caveat to our actual title rivals that you could say, well, they lost to Leicester as well anyway, so it doesn't matter. We're, we're level. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a weird one because Leicester's uh, home form, they are top of the table one point ahead, but they lost two at home. They lost to uh, Villa 1-0 and West Ham 3-0, really weird results. And then they just smashed everyone away. Four out of four. And we talked about this last week, because uh, they beat City 5-2 at the Etihad. They beat Arsenal at the Emirates and they, you know, slaughtered Leeds as well 4-1. Um, is, it, is there a sort of case to be made that this might be, <laughs> this might be better off being played away from home? <laughs> no I mean it might sound a bit cliche but like Anfield is a fortress even without the fans even so it's, it, yeah it's at least a draw in okay <laughs> um, 
like obviously Jamie Vardy is their big hitter. I know his record against Liverpool and is as good as anyone, you know, and, and against big six teams in general. Where else are you looking at that team, Emma, and uh, and our team as well, maybe in the frailties that we've gotten thinking like this is a little bit dangerous for us. They can hurt us here. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Harvey Barnes, actually. And I think if Nico Williams does start, I think that'll be a really, really tough test for him, sort of up against Barnes and Vardy running in behind. I think that'll be really difficult. So um, that'll certainly be an area for them. And I think I think that, you know, they're always dangerous on set pieces as well. So if if it is a case of us having a bit of a makeshift back four, um, I think, you know, they need to make sure that they're organised on set pieces. So, um, yeah, I think that, I think, they they've got plenty of plenty of options. Obviously, it's going to be on the counter attack on the break. That's that's probably what's going to suit Leicester. You'd expect Liverpool to get to have a lot of the ball. So um, yeah, it's just it's just marking those spaces in behind for me because they've got so many runners off the ball and mm, uh, I, I just yeah and just Jamie Vardy's absolutely terrifying, isn't he? He's just absolutely frightening. So just don't let him get the ball. To be honest, we, like if we just need somebody to come on with like I don't know like loads of chewing gum or something and just put it on like the bottom of Jamie Vardy's like boots so he just gets stuck every time he tries running because just get him off the pitch just do what, whatever you have to do get James Milner to basically just hug him for like the entire yeah. game and just um, make sure there's yeah. there's no there's no available Red Bull in the in the in the stadium for Jamie Vardy pre-match <laughs> yeah. as well just yeah. anything to disrupt his rhythm get him out yeah um, Purdy, taking a draw from this one, considering the state of our squad, the the, the position we are in the season at the moment, like, let's say it's nil nil one one. Are you are you going to be desperately disappointed with that? No, nil nil is a great result. Clean sheet with our broken back four. Um, <laughs> if we win, that's a huge statement. I think having like six of our first teamers out, they're top of the league. I know it's a bit false because they're not going to stay there, obviously. Although mm. we said that in twenty sixteen, look what happened. That's not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, this would be huge if we won, but also good if we drew. Bad if we lost. <laughs> that is some top quality analysis there. Cheers, mate. Um, and moving on nicely then, let's get... Um, Let's get your predictions then uh, before we before we round up. What are you, what are you saying for this then, Perth? Are you, you going to go stick your neck out and say we're going to have a Liverpool win here? 3 now. 3 0. Wow. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> immediately from going, yeah, wow. a draw is fine. To suddenly, yeah, 3 0. Yeah, it's fine. I just think we'll win 3 0 because we're going to have to play out of our boots and we know that. And we've sort of been in second gear in the league for a while. So we're going to, you know, shift up one and Leicester won't be ready. Uh, Emma, what is your what is your predo? I'm not sure I can top that, to be honest, but um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to go 2 1 because I can, see, I can see us conceding the goal, but. Um, I just think the way that Liverpool have started to grow under Jurgen Klopp, especially this season, where we just seem to be able to grind out results, um, I think I think they'll they'll I, I reckon they'll knit one at the end. So two one. Nice. It was two one, of course, last season as well in this in this fixture. I think mm. it was the very very late James Milner penalty. That, that's exactly that what I was I was thinking. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> take that same exact situation again. Um, and of course, just before we round up, it is uh, Brendan Rodgers is Leicester these days. Uh, always nice to see him uh, come back to, to Anfield. Uh, Favourite memories of the man then from his time at Liverpool? Perds, what have you got? What is your, your standout Brendan Rodgers memory from his time at Liverpool? Well, the one that immediately comes to mind is the Raheem Sterling sort of 
telling off like a little school child. <laughs> sort of, you know, I can relate to that on a very real level when my teachers what? would yell at me for something <laughs> I didn't do. And it would be the one time I actually had a case for, no, I didn't, I didn't actually say that. But it's just, it was hilarious to see him try and act authoritative. How good was that? What was it? Was it called Being Liverpool or something? And was it like a Channel 5 yeah. documentary or something? Yeah, and we had some yeah. trash players. Andy Carroll was like star of the show or something weird. <laughs> it was a weird season, wasn't it? Cause I, was it before? I think it was like before they had the team, the 2014 team that almost won the title. Yeah, and it, it was, was either 11-12 like... or 12-13, which is just like nothing years. Yeah, and there was quite a lot of rubbish in that in that squad. <laughs> But it just had so many standout moments, mainly because of Brendan and that that clip with him <laughs> shouting at Raheem is amazing. Um, yeah, what it was like, he's, he said he just he wasn't paying attention to him when they were doing training and he says like calm oh, or I something and Brendan just loses it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I know what he <laughs> lovely, he's like, he literally lovely didn't stuff. say that. <laughs> uh, Emma, you got a favourite Brendy memory? It, it has to be when he called Joe Allen the Welsh Shavi. Like that was just one of the most ridiculous statements I think I've ever heard. But yeah, poor Joe. I mean, are you saying he hasn't lived up to that reputation? Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't want to be controversial, um, <laughs> but I'm going to say no. I mean, that is why we got you on here for these hot takes. Hot takes. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, for me, I, I can have to either go with the, the Raheem moment or the, the envelopes thing, just because of the way that became such a such a meme as well. Yeah. Like the three envelopes with the like how is that an effective psychological technique at all to just tell your players <laughs> that three of you are gonna let him down? Anyway. <laughs> Incredible. I'm, I'm genuinely pleased for him that he's doing well because he was like, even though he did have this sort of like aura of a bit of a I don't know, he had that sort of David Brent kind of awe about him, but he, he's genuinely a very good manager. So I'm, I'm, I'm pleased for him and that he's turned it around uh, at Leicester. Uh, oh, I didn't give my prediction before. I'm going to, I think it might be a draw, to be honest with you. I think I might go 1-1 here, but hopefully we're going to see Purdy's prediction come true and not mine. Um, <laughs> but we shall see. And we will be back next week to, to, to talk about all of that. That's all we've got time for, for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you can, please drop us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your pods. If you very much appreciated, subscribe if you haven't already and you've enjoyed what you've heard. We'll be back next week as the Champions League returns. We've got Atalanta, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, another easy one there. Uh, and we will <laughs> review the Leicester game. Uh, it is goodbye from me. Say goodbye, Purds. Goodbye. And say goodbye, Emma. Bye. See you next week. <laughs>